The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. And a merry heart does make like medicine. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Yep, how soon? Sooner than you think. You can wake up tomorrow, bam, the life you have known has been completely changed. Because of the return of Jesus Christ. Keep that in mind. Also, in the review of the Goofy News, never forget that the Greek word for news is rumor. Okay, rumor. <laughs> Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because annoying is my middle Yiddish name. Ah, that's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, that that question where how do you choose wisely between multiple choices? What do you do to make the right choices that you can choose to honor the Lord and do it as humbly as you can following the pathways that open up before you. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want you to have that opportunity to share. If you've got something that's going on, you need prayer, you need somebody to join with you in faith, to encourage you in the faith, here you go. This is your opportunity. If you have something taking place in your life and the Lord is working on you in powerful ways and you're like, man, i got to share this with somebody, absolutely the perfect opportunity to share what the Lord is doing to you, with your brothers and your sisters. Remember, we all laugh together. We all cry together. We cheer together. We weep together. We are brothers and sisters with the same Heavenly Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. We drink from the same Holy Spirit. We are related. In fact, we are blood, the blood of Jesus, blood Relative. So we want to encourage one another, bless one another, strengthen one another as we see the day of Jesus Christ and his return getting closer and closer. So here's the bottom line. If you want to reach out to us, you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. 
I'll slow it down because I want everybody to be able to participate. So here we go. Nine, seven, two, four, four, five, zero, seven, seven, zero. And then for those who really like things fast, you can also text in 214-210-0483. That's 214-210-0483. Okay, 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you up to the website. A couple things i got to tell you up ahead of time. One of my two ears is completely closed. So as we did the intro in that first 20 seconds, I had to switch my headset from one ear to another because I only keep it on one ear most of the time. So this is like a whole new show for me. I've never done it this way. I'm going to do my best to get through it. Bottom line is tomorrow morning I have a doctor's appointment, uh, and hopefully when he looks inside my ear, he won't go, well, there's no brains in there. Okay, that's what I'm, I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. Anyway, so I'm going to send you up to the website. The big thing about the website, people have been giving sacrificially thank you. Thank you very much. And we need that to keep going. We just need it. We're in that place. And everybody knows things are a little tougher. Things are a little tighter. We get it. And we don't want to guilt anybody. If I really wanted to guilt you, I promise you I'd pull out the Barbara Spoon or the, or the Grandma Rose guilt. That's the one. You want me to stay away from that. Here's what we want to do. We want to work it together, advance the kingdom together. If you can give, great. If you can't, commit to praying. Make sure you're praying for us and for the ministry and for people that you hear on the show that uh, we could all be blessing and strengthening and, and empowering one another. In the meantime, if you have that opportunity to give, please do so. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. And what's up, Doc? There you go. <laughs> What's up, Doc? Not too much. What's up with you, Bugs? Anyway, uh, bottom line in this whole process is we're doing this uh, on the fly. I didn't know how today would go. I drove down knowing, hmm, this is going to be a challenge. But I didn't want to miss the opportunity to speak, to share, to minister, or to also receive prayer from you guys. So the bottom, the, the, the structural element that I'm trying to tell you is the one ear that I have on my left side is completely closed on the inner ear. So I'm going to go in tomorrow and have the doctor look at it, and hopefully he'll have something. There is a possibility that in lieu of that, we will have to do a replay because if he pokes around and pokes around and pokes around, it's already in a considerable amount of pain. So I'm trying to get through that process, so just be aware of that. That's number one. Number two, I want to make you also aware that in late September, Noel and I will be going up to Tennessee to retrieve two of the four children that Julianne and Jared have. So we will be taking off probably, I think, Friday the 23rd in September. It's not quite here yet, so you don't have to worry about it, but I'm just giving you advanced notice and uh, just to let you know what's uh, taking place there. Additionally, there's other things to share with you. I'll do that as we uh, move it forward, but I want to get into this teaching because some of this teaching is 
Really, I think it's superbly important, and I don't want us to miss this opportunity. We are in Matthew chapter 7. We are at verse 13, and it says this, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. So I want to make sure that everybody understands that we want to keep this just as straightforward as possible. Narrow means thin, straight, or tight. The way in to the kingdom of God is very specific. Once a person is in the kingdom of God, the landscaping of the kingdom itself is broad. In other words, Ephesians 3.18 makes it clear that how wide the love of God is. It's, there's a lot of area there. But to get in is entirely different one, than once you're in. And the reference that's being used is a gate. And it is, in this case, the Greek word is a small opening. So let's give Dr. Robert Jeffers the, 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 the props for writing that, that the, the, in reference to his book about the very specific one way in. Jesus did not say, oh, you can get there this way, you can get there this way, you can get there this way. That's what the world teaches. That's what Satan is trying to communicate to people. That's what fleshly people try to communicate to people. That is a lie. It's a small opening compared to the wide or large road that's easily traveled upon. And people will say, what are you trying to say, Dave? There's going to be more people in hell than in heaven? Absolutely. You see, for some reason in our society, we have been thinking, well, if God has more people in heaven than, uh, than the people that go to hell, then God wins. Okay, let me help you out real quickly. God wins, period. There is no, does God win, does God not win? God wins. He's going to be enjoying eternity, and it's going to be so awesome, and there's going to be no pain, no frustration, no difficulties, no closed-up ears, nothing that takes place that withdraws or takes away from life, and everybody who gets to go with God in that process is going to be highly blessed and highly favored for all eternity. That is the win. It's not about numbers. It's not about how much you have. It's about who you know. And so Jesus makes his teaching very clear. He's like, we've already gone through this. We're, in, we're getting close to about five or six more teachings, and then we'll be done with the Sermon on the Mount, which has been like six months or something. But the idea behind it is to listen to what he said. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide that goes to destruction, there's going to be a lot of people on that road. And they're going to say, well, my good works are more than my bad works. Therefore, this is not a math contest. Okay? This is not a, you have an account, it's plus and minus, and then when you get to heaven, God will say, well, well how did your plus and minus go? Does your, does your 
checking account balance out for good works and bad works, you will have at least 292,000 sins in your lifetime if you live 80 years. That just simply means you're not going to have that many good works. It wouldn't matter anyway. But it really means is this is not math. Stop trying to think it's math. Stop trying to make it math. Uh, I'm a good person. No, you're not. Uh, no, I have more good works than, than bad works. No, you don't. And the bottom line is God doesn't care. Because all our righteousness is what? Is as filthy rags before the eyes of God compared to him with whom we have to do and deal with? His righteousness is pure, always pure. Ours is self-centered and full of dirt. So God takes the effort, takes the time, making the proclamation in the message on the Sermon of the Mount, making it absolutely clear there is a narrow gate. Yea, it be small. It be small. And in that gate we go. What is that gate? Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father but by me. John chapter 14, verse 6. And some people are like, well, that's not what he meant. Well, that's what he said. So just leave it there. Try not to rearrange it so that you're happy. Rearrange it so that you're obedient to the Lord. It's a narrow gate by which we get in. The gate that's going to to destruction is huge because it's filled with lies. Lies from Satan, who's the father of lies. Lies from the world, who supports Satan in his lies. And lies from the flesh. And Jesus said... Many people are going to be on that one. Why? Because they want to be their own God. Just like Adam and Eve. You know, the day you eat that fruit there, you'll be just like God. And that's been the same problem from the very beginning. All right, folks, we'll take our break. We're doing the right ear process today. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. The David Spoon Experience. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just being honest. Right, because I'll pull from. I'm, I'm Jewish. I was trained well, and I you pull from multiple directions. And this was one of those things. So I kind of needed to recognize that sometimes I'm obnoxious, and I need to make up for it. And the whole point of me telling you this is, sometimes you will do things that doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong, but because you didn't have the right spirit going on when it happened, you need to make up for it. Now, by that I mean this. So Noel uh, found out. Uh, yesterday that she had to get up at 4.30 this morning because the president of, quote, unquote, the company was coming in because they were doing a remodel, and her section was one of the sections that are being remodeled. So she had to be at work at 6 in order to be there, 
Okay. All right. So and I'm already I'm not in the doghouse or anything. I just you know feeling like I I could have done better. So you know what I did, and I'm telling you this for a reason. I got up at five in the morning, and I sat with her for about a half hour while she was getting ready, right? And I encouraged her because I knew she was really tired. And then she went to work, and I went back to bed <laughs> for at least an hour and a half until the dog said, that's enough out of you. Get up. You know, that was a whole separate thing. The reason that I bring it up is not because I did something brilliant. That's exactly not the case. <laughs> in fact, the reason that I had to make it up is because I didn't do something brilliant. But it dawned on me that it is okay, or not okay, but it's probably right for you and I when we're in relationships and we do something that's a little far off or maybe not as uh, authentically Christian as we generally need to be, that we're allowed to make up for it. And so what I was trying to do was communicate with her, I love you. I'm kind of sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'm totally sorry because I'm up at 5 a.m. that uh, I, I, I didn't – I wasn't, like, nicer about the whole thing. And so – Whatever happened by getting up at 5 in the morning last night went bye-bye. And my point in making that um, – sharing that with you is simply sometimes we can do things that is a way to say I'm with you without doing a whole bunch. And that will just make some of the dumber things less painful or less dumb. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. I'm going to tell you how brave I really am. I'm even going to do trivia, even though I've got the uh, headset on the other ear, and it kind of feels like I'm talking to you out of a tomato can. <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, here's your trivia question. Complete the phrase from John 4. Now, look, if I say it's from John 4, the odds are really good. It's from John chapter 4. Blank months more and then the harvest. Blank month months more and then the harvest. you got to fill in the gap or fill in the the. Blake, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I will tell you, this is an excellent time to bring up this joke. It makes a lot of sense to me right now where that guy said, Countrymen, lend me your ears. <laughs> See, that makes sense to me now. I need it. Okay. So, yeah, one ear closed, one ear open. Now you think, well, I can just do it this way. Right. Here's the problem. So last night, the other ear, the good ear started hurting. And I was thinking, yeah, I got to go to the doctor. So I'll be at the doctor tomorrow. So like I said, it's possible that we'll be doing a replay. It's an excellent, excellent, one of our best shows ever, replay, if that's the case. So uh, you won't miss me too much. Uh, in the meantime, while we've got the trivia question going on, we're going to do our DNA. A reminder on the trivia question. Complete the phrase from John 4. Blank months more and then the harvest. Hmm. 
Uh, let's do our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day that ends with Y. Every day that has an A in it. Every day that has a D in it. Draw closer to the Lord. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever, ever be ashamed. The world is going to seek to shame you. Or worse yet, anybody who's in a talk show swine club kind of thing will tell you what the word means, even though they wouldn't know Jesus if Jesus came up to them and gave them a back massage. They wouldn't have a clue. Never listen to that. Listen and read and know the word of God and be Berean-like and make sure that's what it says. That's the So the D is draw closer to the Lord daily. The N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A, always be ready. To serve. Always be ready to serve. Good job, Gabriel. So that's important. what's important about that is that we get off of just focusing on ourselves. I'm telling you, it's it's... Everybody does it. Don't just just be. A, we focus on ourselves. If we if we've got something going on, it's really difficult, uncomfortable. We're just focused on that. You know what? If we think about serving others and taking care of others, it absolutely lightens the heaviness we're encountering. Plus. When we focus on others, we're doing what the Lord wants. We're thinking of them, too, and making ourselves vessels for the Lord to use us to bless other people. How important is that? It is essential. Okay? That is our D-N-A. Well, I'll do real quickly the trivia question, and then uh, if nobody answers, I'll give you the answer at the end. Complete the phrase from John 4, blank months more, and then the harvest. 972-445-0770 would be the number to call. 214-210-8483 would be the number to text. And then david at hemustincrease.org would be the email. So we're talking about what Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount. We're getting getting ready really close to the super-duper intense portion of Scripture. And I say it that way so you can understand that at the end of the sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, people... If people think Jesus came and just said, well, just love one another and don't worry about anything and always go around and go, peace, man, peace. They have never read the Sermon on the Mount. The first thing that Jesus does in the Sermon on the Mount, besides teaching people the basics, is none of our righteousness is even close, even when we're attempting to keep it through the law. It's not even close. And then Jesus makes it worse. Uh, if you're if you if you're angry in your heart, if you commit adultery in your heart, that's just as bad. It's like, wait, that's worse. And so he didn't come in to make anything easier. He made it very clear what the intent of the law was, even the intent of the purpose of the law. And so here we have Jesus telling people, there's all these people that are thinking they're going in because they are worthy. There is not one human being that is worthy to be in the presence of God. The Bible says no flesh will glory in his presence. Only Jesus Christ, who is fully man and fully God, can fill that bill, so to speak. And so Jesus says in verse 13 in Matthew 7, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. It's a big road. You think, well, why is he saying it that way? 
Keep in mind what's being discussed, and I want you to catch this. This is the big flip here. These are not atheists. These are not agnostics. These are religious people because they're seeking to get in. They're seeking to make the pursuit for the kingdom. And Jesus goes, there's this big road. And people are going to establish their own rules, their own regulations, their own ways, and they're all going to be around. And there's going to be a ton of people that do this. There's going to be a ton of religions, a ton of groups that say it's this way, it's this way. And Jesus says, how narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few actually find it. So there are people that really want to know the Lord. Lord, and the Lord reveals himself to those people. And I want you to understand something. When Jesus says there's few that find it, there was this campaign for I don't know, about four years back in the 80s. And it said, I found it. I found it. It's a valid approach and a valid statement. To find something means to look and to discover. And if somebody doesn't know Jesus, we want to encourage them to look for him. Because if they find it, they found the narrow road. You know, we have our, our, our radio show that's on after us. I think it's about an hour after us. You've got the end of the end, end times, end world, end of the world, and then you've got narrow path. And it's like narrow. That's right. It's a narrow path, very tight. By the way, you should listen to that show. And the idea behind that is to grasp that the pathway in tight. Okay, it's not a tight rope because. And then you're always going, woo, 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 and you're almost going to fall off on the left or right. It's just a narrow path, and you follow that path. And that path, ultimately, by the way, is Jesus. I know people are like, well, I don't think that's fair. Tough. Well, it should be, what about all the people in the past who were, who were trying to operate and honor God in faith? All of that pointing towards the cross. What about people after that? All of that pointing back to the cross. But denial of the cross and denial of Jesus Christ. Then you're never going to make, make it through the gate. Because Jesus, get ready, get ready, said, I am the gate in the Gospel of John. Enter through the narrow gate. And Jesus said, I'm the gate. There you go. Here it is. So it's not us telling him how we get into his house. It's us being obedient and having the privilege to share eternity with him. Because, again, it's not the numbers that declares the winner. It's just people that go with God for all eternity that are the winners. It's just that simple. All right. Complete the phrase from John chapter 4. Blank months more and then the harvest. The answer is four. See, it was kind of a hint right there with it. So it's four more months more. Four more months and then the harvest. I hope this sounds good because from my point of view, it still sounds like I'm in a rocket ship. But could be worse. I could be sitting home doing nothing, and I would rather be doing this any day, any time. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. For you. 
David Spoon experience. Verse 39, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Verse 40, meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the city of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every city along the way until he came to Caesarea. He was in Caesarea, by the way, for 20 years, which explains why he had the daughters. But here's what I want you to catch. While he was en route, he landed in the Azotus. However he got from point A to point B is amazing. We don't even know. But what he did was he preached the gospel in every city along the way until he came to his destination. And if you cannot recognize, that is a testimony from God saying you take the gospel wherever you go until you reach your destination, which is either you being called up to the Lord personally, corporately, or however it's going to take place. Every place we go Everywhere we are, we take the gospel. That does not mean you grab a uh, a a you know microphone. It does not mean you grab some kind of uh, horn, bullhorn, and scream at people with the gospel. You just make sure that you are sensitive. That's the very DNA we talk about all the time. You're sensitive to the Lord. You're taking the gospel with you wherever you go. You're recognizing that wherever you go, you might have a one-time encounter with somebody, and they might make a decision for Jesus just based on that encounter. Noel and I had that exact thing happen on our way from San Diego to Rockwell, to Fate. And we met somebody at a, from a hotel that we were at and talked to them one time and prayed with her, and she became a Christian. And we never saw her again. It's not, it's not our call. It's up to the Lord. Just be Available. You don't have to be. That's the word I'm looking for. You don't have to be Billy Graham. Like I said, Billy Graham wasn't Billy Graham. In other words, just be yourself. Be available. You never know what the Lord will do and how He'll use that. Okay. That's what's so cool about this test. Now we finished up to chapter eight. Now Acts chapter nine. We're going into Saul, and that is some serious stuff. Here is the trivia question: What was the affliction of the woman who was touched? Uh, who touched the hem of Jesus' robe, and she had an issue with bleeding, an issue of blood, for uh, quite some time, as we know, 12 years, the issue of blood. That is what she sought the Lord for, and she touched him, and then Jesus healed her physically, socially, psychologically, and emotionally all together at one time. Isn't that cool? Jesus is cool.